0: Welcome to the Kids' Own Check It Out podcast. Earth Day is April 22nd. This month, we're reviewing children's books that encourage appreciation of the environment, learning, and advocacy.
1: Hello. My name is Amy Carr and I am one of the storytellers at Orem Public Library. No matter where we live in the world, whether we live in a big city or a rural community, whether we live in a forest, desert, jungle, or by the sea, our lives are interconnected and dependent upon the natural world around us. We depend on the air and water it provides the minerals and natural resources, the living creatures, and the huge variety of environs that provide all these gifts. With such a dependence on this natural world, it would seem in our best interest to do all we can to protect and defend it. And yet over the last few years, we have seen an increase in disturbing practices and trends that seem to be doing just the opposite. How do we change our habits and begin to reverse the devastation we see in the natural world around us? I believe a critical piece of this puzzle lies in educating ourselves and teaching our children. And a beautiful way to begin this journey is through Folk Tales. Folktales are born in the ancient traditions of oral storytelling and contain stories that not only help us understand the world around us, but teach us so much about the people, countries, and cultures these folktales originate from. The Barefoot Book of Earth Tales is a beautiful book containing a collection of seven folktales gathered from different areas of the world and retold by Don Casey and illustrated by Anne Wilson. As the author explains in her foreword, quote, I have chosen a selection of tales that both celebrate our connection with nature and remind us how important it is to look after this earth, our home. There are myths to renew our understanding of the land, stories that celebrate the glory and beauty of the natural world, and wisdom tales about how to care for the earth, Not only does this book contain these fascinating stories of the natural world, but after each folktale, there is an activity provided to help children further engage with what they have read and learned. These activities include making a song-like painting in the tradition of Aboriginal-style pictures, creating a corn husk doll like the one shared in the folktale from the Native American Comanche tribe, making soup and growing tomatoes, building a mini water garden and more. I love that not only are new cultures, people and countries introduced, but children are given the opportunity to actually engage with something as a reminder of what they have read and to enforce the lessons being taught. As we celebrate Earth Month in April this year, I hope you will reach for stories, especially folk tales, that will expand your understanding, not just of the people we share this amazing world with, but of the beauty that exists in this fragile relationship between man and earth. We can change our habits and perspectives, one individual, one act at a time.
2: I'm sure you've heard the saying, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Or perhaps you recall the three R's for the environment, reuse, recycle, and repurpose. Well, in this new intermediate series, Craftily Ever After by none other than Martha Maker, we have a group of creative kids that enjoy making things from everyday items they find. They repurpose a small rickety shed in Bella's backyard into a crafting studio. And with the help of her friends, Maddie, Emily, and Sam, they soon find that some of the trash they're clearing out can be recycled and used as treasures in their crafting projects. These are just your average, everyday kids with an eye for art and creativity. They have adventures and struggles and common concerns that all kids have, and they learn lessons and grow. If you enjoy making things, having friends, and learning new stuff, I'm sure you'll enjoy reading these books in this series. And after the fun's over and the story is read, check out the back of the book for instructions on how to make the crafts mentioned in the book. With easy-to-read language and illustrations on almost every page, the Craftily Ever After chapter books are perfect for emerging readers. And they're full of great ideas and projects for helping the planet by reusing, recycling, repurposing, and most important, by reading. Check them out. The series Craftily Ever After by Martha Maker in the Intermediate section.
0: Hello,
3: it's Miss Molly at Orham Library. And today I want you to try and remember what the coolest birthday present you ever received was. Think back through the years. In the book I'm going to tell you about today, a girl named Kate receives a real-life steam engine. Her zany uncle leaves it in her backyard on her birthday, and Kate's mom is not too happy about it. I mean, what are you going to do with a train that's not connected to any tracks? It's kind of ridiculously big and bulky and takes up all the space in the backyard. Kate and her little brother play in the train for a bit. They quickly lose interest. But later that night, they notice a light on in the train. When they investigate they notice that somehow it's been connected to tracks and before they know it they're aboard as it's chugging off into the unknown leaving their house far behind this book is called the silver arrow by lev grossman it's junior fiction so it's geared for ages 8 to 12 but it's a pretty quick read it would also make a great read aloud since the voice is just spot on fabulous it's witty and hilarious kate and tom learn they can communicate with the train It talks through a little slip of paper that comes out of the wall like a typewriter, (laughs) and the train keeps zinging off these hilarious one-liners that got me every time. There's also this chapter where Kate and Tom try to invent whatever train cars they think should be on their magic train, and they just let their imaginations go crazy. (laughs) It's pretty hilarious. But the whole concept of having a magic train was really atmospheric overall, and the imagery as they travel is so pretty. It's like the Polar Express, but funny and more environmental. So I chose this book for our Earth Month episode because there's an eco-twist on the train's journey. As the train goes along, it's making stops along the way to pick up animals from all over the world. You piece together as the story moves forward that many of these animals are endangered for one reason or another, and are moving to areas where they'll hopefully be able to thrive. But the animals, they can talk, are each their own individual character that you really warm up to. And it's sad saying goodbye as they each arrive at their stop. So for a book that's built around an environmental message, it was very smooth, it didn't feel shoehorned into a certain agenda. And I feel like kids really get behind that idea that they can save the world and make a difference. The ending left off with a really sweet, empowering message, and even as an adult, it got me all misty-eyed. So I hope you'll give The Silver Arrow a try. Silver Arrow by Lev Grossman. The journey is fabulous, and I hope you enjoy the
1: ride.
4: Hello book lovers, this is Elizabeth Sargent and today I'll be telling you about one of our coolest graphic novel series, Science Comics. Each book in this series is written by a different author and each comes with its own set of awesome illustrations and fun, fast-paced learning all about our Earth and universe. Science Comics is a non-fiction graphic novel series geared toward children ages 7-12. to They have engaging pictures, easy to read text, and lots of cool facts, all written in story form, so you're learning while reading a story. The Orem Library currently has 17 books in this series that include topics like dinosaurs, coral reefs, trees, sharks, polar bears, cars, plagues, and our solar system. For Earth Day, I'm going to be focusing on the science comics book, Rocks and Minerals, Geology from Caverns to the Cosmos by Andy Hirsch. In this story, a boy named Wally wants more than anything to be an assistant to a famous rock hunter named Sedona. When Wally brings a rock to Sedona to have her look at it, he gets a lot more than he bargained for. A whole adventure where he'll learn all about rocks and how they form the earth. Together, Sedona and Wally set out on a geological journey that takes them everywhere from volcanoes, to caverns, to mountains, and even to outer space. Every book in the science comic series offers an introduction to a fascinating topic. Bats, rockets, cats, crows, robots, and drones, you name it. These books are great for graphic novel lovers who want to learn a little more about the world around them. So check out our science comic series at the library. They are fantastic, fun, and engaging. And best of all, they teach you all about our Earth. Thanks for tuning in.
5: My name is Shauna the Librarian from Orem Public Library. Happy Earth Day! Did you know the first Earth Day was held April 22nd, 1970? This April 22nd will mark the 51st Earth Day. One way to celebrate Earth Day is to read the Earth Book, written and illustrated by Todd Parr. He shares ways people of all ages, but especially young children, can take care of the earth. Doing little things can make a big difference. Some of the little things include turning off the lights, riding a bike, and recycling. Each of the things to do is followed by a reason to do it, such as bringing your own bag to the grocery store because you love the trees. The book encourages conversation not only about what to do, but why to do it. The text is simple, but the message is powerful. An added bonus is the list of 10 ways I can help the earth found at the end of the book. The illustrations are vibrant and bold and scattered with smiling children, smiling animals, and even smiling inanimate objects. When I open a Todd Parr book, I immediately feel happy and hopeful. Please note that the book is made from recyclable materials and uses non-toxic soy ink. Other books you may want to read in honor of birthday are the 2021 Caldecott Award winner, We Are Water Protectors, written by Carol Lindstrom and Mac- and illustrated by Michaela Goad. My Friend Earth, written by Patricia McLaughlin and illustrated by Francesca Sana. Happy Earth Day.
0: Hi, friends. It's Rita Christensen. I'm reviewing Blue Floats Away, a picture book written by Travis Yonker and illustrated by Grant Snyder. An Iceberg family, Mama Iceberg, Papa Iceberg, and Little Blue live in the North Pole. One day, crack, Little Blue floats away from his family in the big ocean. After days of floating in the ocean, he makes friends with ocean life, boats, and even a lighthouse. That teach him about wind and ocean currents. But as it gets warmer little blue melts right into the ocean. His friends think he's gone. But not really. He's been transformed into a cloud. By evaporation and condensation. He makes new friends with an airplane and a flock of birds. Who teach him about east, west, south and north. So now he can find his way back home. The collage illustrations are bright and bold, rendered in primary colors. An author's note at the end of the book explains that Blue's story is about the water cycle, how climate change affects the Earth's poles, and how we can help solve this problem. Check it out and read about Little Blue. Thanks for joining us. Check out our favorite titles at your local library. See you next month for more reviews.